<laughs> but I will gladly play it. Yeah, totally. And is that on like a well, – so we're here with Harrison, me, Billy. Yeah, play it. I, I just want to hear a little bit of Harrison's music. Yeah, um, so this one – Harrison's wearing a hard times in Los Angeles fresh jive shirt. So mm-hmm. that's the guy that did the what the fuck is really going on. That's his clothing line. So dope. I love, okay. I love fresh jive. Love fresh jive. Yeah. yeah. And, and and Rick Klotz is a is a friend of mine, the guy who started that that. Um, so let's hear it real quick. Just yeah. like a little bit of it. Sure. So this is because Harrison's really dope artist and songwriter. And uh, a girl that was a guy. Well, so I'm, I identify as non-binary, okay. so I'm kind of like somewhere in the middle. Okay, cool. I, that's the way I like to describe it is like... Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I think that we're going to want to like explore that a sure. little bit. Yeah. And just so people get a... We, I just want to try to help everyone understand all the different aspects of that. And yeah. I want to encourage Billy to like... Oh yeah, I got curiosity. Yeah, ask ask away. But sure. yeah, let, let's let's hear that just so we can yeah. catch a quick vibe because I really like this song. Harrison's saying it's underproduced, which I get. It's a little bit old. I think it's a great song. I like all the stuff you're doing, Thank but you. this one kind of stood out to can me. Can I ask a real quick question? What do you mean underproduced? What does that mean exactly? Like well, let's play it and we can talk about uh, it while it's playing. Yeah. It's so this th- this song is actually pretty nostalgic for me too because I put this song out right after I moved to LA. Um, and so it's it's great looking back at like where I was then and like where I am now and it's totally different. But <laughs> when was then? then? Um, this was in 2017, actually. Yeah, okay. 2017. Um, I've been out here for three years now. So, but yeah, this this is an it's called Colorblind. And you produced. I kind of co-produced this one. Um, I worked with this guy, Kyle Cummings, on this one in Nashville. Um, but yeah, I wrote, I wrote this song, though. Yeah. It's a fucking hit. Thank you. I think. Appreciate it. <laughs> Colorblind. Colorblind. What's that about? So that, that one, can't remember. What was that? What did I write that one about? That was, I think it was just like, um, just like somebody that I had a crush on. And it was kind of this idea of like being colorblind until you saw somebody. And then they made you see in like the full spectrum of colors. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of the. And and was this person that you were into? A guy or a girl? Well, this was way before I came out. <laughs> this was 
Um, but, so I, but still, was it a guy or a girl? It, it was a girl. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you are you were or oh, are attracted no. to women? Yeah, I'm, I'm bisexual. Yeah, I'm actually mainly attracted to to women. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, which is a doozy. But <laughs> turn me down a little bit, dude. I can't. Oh. Okay. I can't. I can only turn all of us down. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. But I can turn all of us down. Thank you. Um, hello. Hello. So yeah. So you're attracted to men and women, but mostly mm. women. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it and it's always like it's always changing too. Like it's not it's not like really a like a static thing. Like there, like I'll go through periods where I'm like really boy crazy, and then there are periods where I'm like really into women, and it's just kind of like, yeah, it depends upon my. And has it been like that your whole life? Yeah, I mean, I th- I've I've known I think since I was since you know I was started being attracted to women, I was also attracted to men as well. Like wow, yeah, but it was just something like be, like being attracted to boys was just something that like I couldn't like it wasn't even a conversation that I could have with myself in in my mind of like this is something that's possible so i just kind of like shoved it aside and you know because i was because i'm i am bisexual i was just kind of like well i'm definitely attracted to to girls so i'm just gonna shove this other part aside you know (laughs) but so you felt it but you didn't even want to acknowledge that feeling Mm-mm. no Whoa, because of yeah. like your religious upbringing or yeah i was i was raised in a super super religious home but uh, my parents are both presbyterian um i grew up in the same church from when i was a newborn baby to when i was 18 years old and yeah so that was H- have you ever seen the show the sinner um no i don't think so okay whatever i don't think so wow so that's um that's fucking fascinating it's a Interesting time. <laughs> and Harrison's close with Jason and Vic. Love that's how too. I met Harrison. Yeah. yeah, that's how we met. And I've watched you change physically, like like your how you like your outfit. It's like rad. Like it's you. you have such cool style. Thanks. But like you didn't dress like this. Like I feel like I saw you slowly get more and more comfortable with like being the feminine version of you yeah totally i've witnessed it and it was like oh shit like that's crazy and then i just respect that i know how i I could imagine how much courage are you scared were you scared in the beginning to like show up yeah definitely still i mean still am sometimes to some extent yeah you know i actually thought about that like okay she's gonna roll up in here and if i was you i would definitely be like self-conscious of what people are thinking or yeah yeah totally yeah i mean mad respect for that oh well i appreciate that yeah it's def it's definitely something that i've worked on over time and has been a journey of of just kind of like self-acceptance of just you know radically just like loving myself in any situation that i am in and just like let like no matter what the circumstances and but yeah, it's still something that, that I, I definitely struggle with, you know, cause it's, it, it's almost like the process of a, you know, a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Like that's why I have a butterfly, uh, earrings, mm. love butterflies. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, it's just this metamorphosis process of just like, yeah, coming to terms with yourself and learning to love yourself in a new way that mm-hmm. you couldn't before. And which, you know, I mean, talking about Jason and Vic and that group of people, like that, like that was always such a safe space for me to just be myself and Mm -hmm. that was 
such an environment that was like so good for me to be able to like really take a deep introspective look at myself and be like, Oh wow. It's okay for me to just be me and yeah. like not try to be something I'm not, you know? And you're like still figuring that out. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that's something I'm going to be figuring out for the rest of my life to some extent, you know, I, like, I, you know, I, I think that I would love to be able to say that one day I'll be able to walk in a room and be a hundred percent confident at all times in who I am. But I'm also just like super like hypercritical about myself. That's just like how I am as a person. Mm. So that, um, that's definitely plays a part of it too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've definitely become a lot more confident though. What, what, since I moved what do to you LA. mean? So being a hypercritical of yourself is um, like you're kind of trying to be like perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that you said plays a part in your your like how, how you're scared or what were you saying? Yeah, just like situations where it's um, you know difficult to like when I walk in a room and I'm, I'm like, do I want to really express myself in the full way that I want to, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, do I do the full glam and the makeup and not give a shit what anybody thinks? Or do I just mm. show up and look normal because I want to please, you know, everybody, right. you know, and like what everybody, how everybody thinks I should look, you know what so I mean? So how would you like, how would you dress, um, and what would you wear if it was, if like you were around like people like Jason Bick and me, like all the time, like what if it was just, or even like, what, what if you didn't care at all? What if you knew for sure that everyone you were going to be around is like super chill, like Sarah? Yeah, totally. How would you the be best. every day? I mean, Outfits like this, you know, like okay, so you, I, you didn't tone it down at all. Well, I no, no, yeah. But, but I guess my question would be like, is there ever a time when you're just yeah, like so you don't always feel like you want to like wear a bunch of makeup and be yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're just chilling. Yeah, totally. I mean, t- yeah. shoot, this whole quarantine, I've literally been chilling at home in like like basketball shorts and a tank yeah, top. And not like wearing- <laughs> like I'm not wearing makeup. I'm right, not doing right. anything. Yeah, but. uh but yeah, you know, it, it just all depends upon like what side of myself I want to express. You yeah. know, there, there are some days where I, I feel more masculine and there are some days where I feel more feminine and, uh-huh. and you know, that. And, and, and how long, like how, like how many years have you been like actually wearing makeup for? Um, probably it's been like two years now. And was yeah. there like the first day you did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh my God. I remember I went and bought makeup at uh, CVS. And you were like super <laughs> excited or? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was really excited, but also at the time it was just like, it was so nerve wracking because mm. I was just like, oh, like what, like what if somebody I know sees me and like, they, oh, like why is he wearing makeup? Like what's the deal? Like, and like you really know, just who gives a fuck? Right. Well, but and I that's, mean, and that's how I look at it now. It is. Yeah. That's that, honestly like I, I literally do not give a shit now. Yeah, like yeah, 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 I yeah, will, yeah. I will walk into whatever place wearing fucking a full face and a skirt <laughs> just yeah, cause I, I think that like that's a part of what's like really attractive to me about you is that I see something like I'm, I feel like you're probably one of the only other people that I know 
that's on like a similar level of like not giving a fuckness as like I am. Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? So totally. most people aren't really able to do the like, I really don't give a fuck and I'll put all parts of myself out there. Mm-hmm. And for you to be able to do what you do, you have to have that too. Yeah. And I see that and I'm like, wow. Cause I really put myself in your shoes sometimes or mm. a- anyone's shoes. I try to, sure, sure. I just try to. And when I see that, I'm like, wow. Like, could you even fucking imagine mm. bro? Like it, what if I said you need to show up dressed like a girl and just be chill. Like you wouldn't, you would never have the balls to do that. Neither would I. I would have the balls if I wanted to. Yeah, maybe, maybe actually probably not. That's the crazy part is it's fucking hard, dude. I feel like it would be hard, but once you come well, to terms, uh, with I sort of feel yeah. like in the current climate we're living in, it's cool. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's definitely more acceptable, but like most, it's not just acceptable. It's even pushed. Well, I mean, it's definitely not like cool in like all circles. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, yeah, definitely in, in the South. In well, the, I mean, yeah. this guy, where I'm, where I'm from. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. He came from yeah. LA once, once he, sh- and so I'll say he and she's throughout the, and that's fine. Interchangeable. Yeah. Okay. I, cool. I, that's dope. Truly so do like mind. when he first showed up in LA, like that's when you started to slowly start to finally feel comfortable because mm-hmm. you're right. It is more accepted here, but like, bro, even just the people that were at my meeting right now, mm-hmm. like DDA is cool. I'm cool. Mikey's cool. He wore makeup in the band, but like, you know, but like those other two guys, like, I don't know, like they might've been like on some weird shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm just a little, you know, kind of fascinated and, and taking some information here and like figuring out what sort of questions I want, but I always want to ask the questions beneath the surface. You know what I mean? Sure. And yeah, and, and, and is also, that okay? is that okay? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, if totally. I'm, if I if I say something that it's personal or something, just let me know because I'm not trying to be. I'm just like we really like we talk a lot about our own. I, I'm trying to just relieve my curiosity. Well, but but you know what yeah. though? I just want to ask: Have you ever listened to any of our podcasts? I actually haven't. No. Oh no. shit! Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that would have really helped you a lot. Mm. Well, like we had Brianna on, and we had Jason, Jason, Brianna, awesome. and Vic, and but like we go like deep. We try to get hey, into. I'm like, here for it. Yeah, I, like, I love deep conversations. Yeah, we, we so try to please, go. Deep. Yeah, we try to go like Billy's exposed. So, All of his childhood shit. My, I've explained, like, there's all, it's just like all about like upbringing, trauma. Yeah. Um, all that. We are both addicts. Like we fucking, we, we go all the way, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, we're trying to live a certain lifestyle now. And, 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 you know, AA is all about like, you know, you know, like doing that four step and recognizing like where those you know what those triggers are where those traumas come for from like what my mm. part is and everything and just like yeah just really trying to be better people but i, I i'm assuming that billy's probably going to ask some questions surrounding like i don't know whatever what, what do you want to ask okay well i always like to start from the beginning so where'd you where'd you move from so i'm originally from atlanta georgia yeah i grew up in a suburb north of atlanta called alpharetta um, Atlanta is yeah. a big city though, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. 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 But you grew up in the suburbs. Yes. Yeah. North, like 35, 40 minutes North of downtown Atlanta. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And you came to LA when you were how old? Uh, I was 20, man, 21, 21. Yeah. 21 and you came here for your career or what drove you to LA? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I dropped out of college actually. Um, and moved out here. I got a internship at a studio out here and I was originally just going to be out here for the summer, but I just ended up staying out here. I always knew that I wanted to end up in LA eventually just cause that's where, you know, the whole pop music scene is. Like if you want to do pop music, you kind of got to be out here. So how long have you um, been doing music for? Um, well I started playing piano when I was six years old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So music's kind of always been a part of my life, but, um, like doing it seriously and like within like the pop music space probably since I was like in like late high school early college was when I was like all right this is like this is I know where I want to (laughs) be you know so yeah yeah that's cool and so I'm gonna ask some questions just tell me what's cool and not cool because I don't know I always say this to everybody I don't want to offend anyone so Previous to LA, you were like full dude, or you weren't going. You, you, your transformation has been happening since you came here. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. you had feelings like you would like to previous to that, mm-hmm. like like to be bisexual or like to present yourself however you're comfortable, like as a girl or yeah, both. Yeah, and those were kind of like two two separate journeys honestly like after i moved to la was like first for me it was coming out as bisexual and then um about a year year and a half later i came out as non-binary um and so that those were kind of like two different journeys that i had to go on like after i moved to la and kind of unlocked this whole space in my mind where i could like have a conversation with myself about it you know um but did, yeah, I've always I've always known. Yeah, since I was a kid. Did you yeah. have friends backing you up in the South or anything? I mean, did you have other mm-hmm. friends that were of similar mind or anything? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I was super, I was super involved in like the church scene. I was I was a church kid. Like all of my friends were from either from church or from my high school, and and you know, there's nobody who was like out you know, in, in high school and in, in Johns Creek, Georgia. Uh, um, so what, what crowd did you kind of chill with? What kind of crowd were you in? Like, was it the music kind of kids or the drama kids or? Yeah. Yeah. All of the above a little bit. Yeah. I did. I did a bunch of musicals when I was in middle school and high school. And, um, I was in marching band all four years of high school and did, uh, like choir and all that kind of stuff. Were you so. uh, comfortable and happy and like, are, are you outgoing or introverted? Um, I'm definitely mainly outgoing. Like when I'm out in big groups of people, I definitely feel energized from it and I Mm. get lots of energy from it. But I've actually over quarantine, I've kind of discovered this more about myself that when I'm at home, I'm super introverted. Like, cause I I love a good book. Like I love sitting for hours and reading and just Mm. being by myself and meditating and, and just like, getting alone time i need that as well yeah so you're, you're not a shy person though no definitely not <laughs> no well cool. i've always been so i always neither is he i always yeah. find it kind of fascinating like how like how do you be outgoing i like i don't get it but mm-hmm. it's cool i admire that um and so what did you look like i'm just curious i'm like trying to get a, a reference point because mm-hmm. the person i see here and the person 
But I mean, did you just have short hair? Did you have no, long hair? Suits you. Sorry. What I can't even tell what you're saying. I'm saying like it's, it's in your mouth. This like suits her. Oh, she looks like. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, she. I'm not crazy. saying that she looks no, wrong, no. but I just don't know who the previous. Yeah. I don't. Know, I, I, don't the, I almost even forgot. I don't know the transformation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just had to stick one of those hard-boiled eggs. Oh, <laughs> did you? Put I hot, haven't been able to eat today. Did you put hot sauce on it? No. Nothing. Mm. So hardcore. Were you, you? So you were you kind of like a. I, I'm, I'm guessing like kind of clean cut church, you have, you have church type. Can, can we pull up pictures on Facebook yeah. and shit? Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> sure. I was a nerd. Oh, really? <laughs> oh my god, like. So I'm so, wondering if that like a nerd. So were you sort of awkward or anything like that? Yeah, like I was. A, I was definitely a little. Yeah, for sure. I was definitely like socially awkward. And, no, you could definitely tell that Harrison was like. Had like gay tendencies, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, I, you know, how like there's always like the feminine, mm-hmm. some guys have like more feminine, you know, traits the way they move mm-hmm. and the way they talk. And Harrison was always like that, yeah. I remember even before, totally. So, yeah. when, 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 when <laughs> was that intentional or is that just how you were? Are um, well, I mean, for a long time, I, I honestly tried to like. repress that yeah you know because because for a long time i would just be like i would say something and i'd be like oh my god you sound too gay or Mm -hmm. you sound Mm -hmm. too effeminate like oh like you need to tone that down and sound more masculine you know (laughs) like whatever like what's your last name uh, i feel that way myself i feel Um, that way myself like i gotta be a little more manly because i'm just you know yeah. Now I don't. I, I don't give a shit anymore. I. I. I mean, I sound super femme now. But I, like, I. Yeah. For a long time, I was very like, oh my god, did I just sound too gay? Like, uh-uh. mm-hmm. so that's like, what Harrison looked like pretty much before. Yeah. Wow. No, it's like you really done a really great job at like <laughs> Thank you. figuring out what your look. Um, is because I feel like I mean it's might sound weird for some people to um for me to say this, but I feel like you look more like how you should look now. Yeah. I, I guess you know what it is? It's yeah. because like your energy like I feel like if something's like not true or real, like you can like I can notice it. So maybe like in a week you're gonna have a different feeling and then mm-hmm. that will come out and then that will be your truth. So it's like weird, like truths can change and, 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 and morph. And so I guess what, I guess what I'm saying is I notice like a honesty and a genuine thing that I'm seeing, which mm. is, which is cool. And I think like, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even like saying it's like big you up or compliment you. I'm just kind of more so saying it just so that like, <clears throat> cause like, I think a lot of people maybe don't quite understand it's like there's not a whole lot to understand. It's just like what is your truth? What are you feeling? And and how do you best express that? Like I dress differently from Billy. I look different than Billy. Like I have tattoos. He doesn't. I have like mm-hmm. gold teeth. He doesn't. Like and my brother's even different from you are. And we're all different. We all look different. We dress different. We act different. Um, 
you know, I'll, I'll wear DDA wears a bunch of jewelry and like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like, what, what's so different from like makeup? Why is makeup different from jewelry? Yeah. I mean, makeup, makeup is genderless, you know? I mean, even, even today I went to the urologist and I'm thinking like, why is it that we can't talk about a penis the same way we can talk about a broken finger? Hmm. Well, why can't we talk about like breasts and like, maybe not have like, why can't we just talk about these things? Like they're normal, they're normal body parts. Why? So that's the problem with this, with our society is that we don't, Everyone is afraid of talking about stuff they don't know about because there's fear and unknown. And it's like, okay, but let's just totally, I think the only way to, to, to fight that is with God and like some sort of power, spirituality and like love. Like, so if you can come into a situation with love and empathy and understanding, now I can ask all these questions and I can try to understand. And I think a lot of people just are, are, are. I mean, you can't like have an open conversation about like, okay, so do you want to have, do you want to keep your penis or remove your penis? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping. Keep that shit. Cool. Like, I don't know what, why is that? Why is there a, look, I'm not going to change this overnight, (laughs) but I'm the only, the way I'm going to try to change it is by expressing like my truth which is me openly saying on Instagram that like I'm having some issue with my penis right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's like you you laugh at people laugh because it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe he just said that. But yeah. I'm like talking about that shit on, I mean, I'm not like overly, I'm not like ramming it, but like my friend filmed me and he posted it and I shared it. It's like all good. Like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to go see the urologist because I don't know what's happening. I'm on antidepressants and they affect your sex- sexual drive. And I'm wondering if the two are connected and there's this thing called pyronies where like you get like a little bit of a bend. I have it. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah. So yeah. I, I, apparently I have it, but it's just different than yours. It goes down, not up. Mm. So that's what I have. And he told oh. me massage the little lumps. Yeah, out. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Uh, no, 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 but mine was scary, but I don't want to get all into my penis on this podcast. <laughs> no, anymore. but like, okay, but like, you know, like my, my whole thing is like, why not? Like, let's just, do, let's do people want to hear about it. Okay. But that's the thing though, is people do, but they want to act like they don't because there's all this shame around these. all kinds of stuff but there's also like big penis little penis issues there's a million there's all kinds of shit right well yeah i mean that's something that people can be insecure about but i think that it's it we're even more insecure about it because we don't really talk about it and we don't hear enough women saying it's really not that big of a deal right we make it well, so much of a bigger we're talking sort of medical now if we were talking like you know, hard-ons and this and that, that would be different. Well, you just brought, you just made it about, um, besides, and I'm just saying it all is related. I'm just saying all the shame. And I think it has a lot to do with why our society can't just like have these conversations about like gender and like, where Mm -hmm. is it going? So have you, so you must obviously know who like Jordan Peterson is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about Ben Shapiro? Uh, I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah. So, so I guess the question I would have would be like, do you, so you know, you're a man, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. you're identifying as non-binary and you're choosing to well, be is, a woman. But like, so their whole argument is like, you can't like unbecome what you were born as. 
as far as like biology. So would you agree with that? Um, well, my answer to that would be that there is a difference between sex and gender. Um, Yeah. Okay. So what, you know, and there are some people that say there isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it gets tricky. And that's what Jordan and Ben are fighting for. And they get called all kinds of names and they're just so people just like, like they're told, like I'm like embracing Whatever. Okay. You well, want. let me ask you a couple of the hard questions. Okay. But so wait, we were just talking about something, oh, and sorry. I think we were getting somewhere. I have all these questions. Yeah, but do you understand what we're talking about? <laughs> of course I do. But I'm going to take a leak while you're finishing. Oh, okay. Your, your, uh... Okay. So, uh, and and I just I just want to. I'm just curious where you're at. What you just said. They mm-hmm. are different things. So yeah. So gender. You were born a man. Yeah. Yeah. So so gender. So sex, so sex is basically like, oh no, gender you can become any. Yeah, gender, gender, gender okay. is a spectrum and is but incredibly sex, fluid. And yes, yes, sex yes. is is you know what you were assigned at birth when you were born. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, but gender is, yeah, we, um, how we identify can change. Right, and that's how you know with with this whole spectrum of of gender identity um you know i'm and i love too now that i get to live in a time where um we realize that like there is such a spectrum of how you can identify you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. you can you know i i identify as non-binary um but i use both male and female pronouns interchangeably. So like Uh you could call me a boy or you could call me a girl and either would be accurate. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, but then there's also transgender people who transition from male to female or female to male, or, you know, then there are agender people who like don't identify as a gender at all, you know? So there's, yeah. So how would I address them as he or she, or it doesn't matter? Yeah. Well, I would usually, I think the best way is to just like ask what people's pronouns are, you know, and just be like, so, but, but you know, what would, what would the a person be? Um, well, everybody's different, you know, like I, you know, there are non-binary people who use they, them pronouns. Um, personally, uh, personally, I don't use they, them pronouns just because I feel like the best way for me to explain. But like, if I was talking to Billy about you, how would I, I would say they, well, you, you could say he or she right, and, and right, either, right, right. either would be equally as accurate. Yeah. Right. But, um, but what about the people that don't identify? What are some of the ones that they'd like to be called? Yeah. They, they them, that's, that's one of them. Okay. Um, but is there yeah. any kind of like weird ones that like people wouldn't know? Um, I like don't know. Zer. I mean, I don't know. Right, yeah. right, right, right. I'm not, yeah. There's, there's so, so, so lots so, of ways to identify. Okay. You know? So, yeah. um, so the man who becomes a woman d- does, is that woman now saying she's her gender has changed and her sex has changed? Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think what Jordan is saying is that is now, Okay, so can that woman now participate in like w- woman sports? Yeah, with man biology, like yeah, 
like I think that that woman would now have a clear advantage when it comes to like weightlifting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so that's where it kind of gets tricky, right? How sure. do we navigate? Yeah, that? and and that that stuff is difficult to navigate. I think I think where we just you know where we need to draw the line in the sand is just inclusivity. You know what I mean? And just uh-huh. p- personally, I think that you know everybody no matter how they identify and you know what color their skin is you know what gender they are whatever deserves an equal shot at yeah and and they deserve to be loved accepted and included i totally agree but there comes there there is going to come a time when like the, the 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 now woman wants to play on the women's basketball team but mm. but she has man arms and legs and height mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's which is it, not equal that's not right that's equal. not fair or is it yeah or is it i don't know like what would you like yeah. let's say you have to make that decision which mm-hmm. there are people that are having to make those decisions right now as we speak yeah as a non-binary person how would you what would you say that we should do yeah, I, and I'm only asking that because I don't know either. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I think like, honestly, honestly, um, that would be my answer too. Is I don't, I don't know what I would do. You know, right, because, right, because right, my right. because, like, let me put it this way: I want every decision that I make in my life to be one that's made out of love and yeah. and out of inclusivity and letting somebody know that they are valid and that they have. You know, yeah, in in any setting, but um, yeah. It's, so it's, so maybe you have it's a difficult like, conversation. Yeah. So maybe I don't know how deep you've gone into these conversations before, but I've watched videos of Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro talking mm-hmm. about this subject at mm-hmm. length, and I've also listened to a lot of podcasts about this subject at length. And I think the solution that that most you know logical open-minded loving people would come to is like okay so gender is interchangeable and there's a spectrum right Mm -hmm. but sex is there are two sexes and in the rare case very very rare case there's um certain animals and humans that are born with like a little bit of both, mm-hmm. but that's like super rare so in it, when it comes to the sex thing i think what the you know the conclusion that I've become most uh, accustomed to is like, okay, the sex won't like you, you're always going to be a man, but your gender can change to a woman, but biology can't, you can't change the chromosomes. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I'm actually glad that you mentioned the, um, you know, the people who are in between because that, you know, that's another part of the conversation as well as intersex people, you know, they're, they're, Right. You know, which is like the definitely the um, exception to the rule. Yeah. But that's why we have rules is so that there can be these small exceptions to the rule. But like the general rule is like science and biology is like, okay, this is the sex you were, you were born as a man. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that you can change that. You can't change your sex or can you? Well, I, I think, I think the important I think the important part of it is, you know, less about like getting caught up in, in right. no, yeah. the We're, physical sense and, yeah. and more in like the 
who like who are you as a person a hundred percent beyond the flesh i totally i totally agree and i totally and that's why i respect you so much and i accept you but i there, there, there. Well, the reason that this comes up a lot in in college and with Jordan Peterson and Ben mm-hmm. Shapiro, and because Ben Shapiro is like a pol- like kind of a political dude, and there are like laws that are being passed and people that are like you know protesting and over like you know dumb shit, like you said, like the things that aren't important, like these right. things we're talking about now. But they only they they're not like you know. I definitely don't think they're as important as like what the 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 um like what you said like mm-hmm. but they are it, they are something and they are something that like everyone kind of needs to agree on so that we can figure out what we're going to do with the sports stuff and the bathroom stuff and the mm-hmm. um you know like women can give birth and that's something you'll never be able to do mm-hmm. right so it's like yeah. These are like kind of like uh, I think that to be honest with you, I think if everyone could get on the same page about that simple issue, which is like gender is interchangeable, sex is not, then I think so many problems surrounding this issue would um, the legs would get taken out of them, and it would be like, all right, now we don't have anything to argue about. Are you really accepting me? Mm-hmm. as the woman that I've become. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you look even better now than you've ever have. Mm-hmm. And it's all good. And I don't even really like talking about that other shit, to be honest with you. But like, I've just seen so many debates and, 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 and angry, um, b- angry, uh, uh, bisexuals and angry, uh, what would be the correct term? Transvestite. Uh, tra- transgender people. Transgender. Yeah. yeah so, what's a transvestite? Um, that uh, that's kind of it's pretty much the it's same like term, word. but it's kind of like an old, outdated. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, so so I've seen transgender yeah people like getting very upset and almost like looking for a fight with certain people like Jordan and and mm-hmm. and, and Ben because the way they well not so much Jordan but Ben Shapiro definitely talks in a way that's not very empathetic sounding. Yeah. And and there's not a lot of of emotion and like, he's not saying the things and, and, and and, well, that's just cause that's who he is. And I don't really, I think people assume he doesn't really believe when he says, I totally accept you for whatever you want to be, but you know, you can't change your sex. And that's kind of what, 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 what his whole thing is. Mm -hmm. And I guess I, I don't know if you've really like, put a lot of like thought into that or had t- conversations about that. Yeah. With people. Yeah. Well, honestly, it's still like, I'm still so new to this. Like okay. all of this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, two years ago I was still in the closet and <laughs> yeah. leading worship at a church in Hollywood and fucking like completely different human being. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, what's so cool yeah. about you is I, I noticed that you have a, I don't, it doesn't, it really doesn't feel like you're coming from a place of like anger and like resentment. I mean, you, you must have your own issues and stuff, but like, I just, I really feel the, like the love and like the gent, like the, the kindness, you know? And I think some 
people that I watch when I watch these debates, I just notice like, wow, like it just seems like that person's just like looking for a fight. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Totally. Sometimes. And yeah. if, if you're not, which obviously you're not, I think like you'll be all right, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Love's where it's at. That's what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. What's up, Billy? Now's your shot. Oh, great. <laughs> so just to get the terminology straight, a dude is a dude. Non-binary. Closer to the mic. So, what is a what is a person that has a penis and breast? What is that? What would be the proper term? Non-binary. Well, there, there's, there's plenty of terms that can be used for plenty of different types of bodies, and and you okay, know, okay, my friend is super into. I'm just going to say, can I be just crass? I mean, is this bad? Okay, I won't. I won't. I'll have respect. But he's into this. This is my good long-term No, just would say it, dude. Well, you, chicks we dicks. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what that's his yeah. thing. I'm actually into that, too. Yeah. And, Plenty um, of people are. No, like, I actually will. Yeah. I've watched... Like henshai, henshai, it's like Japanese animation porn, like 3D animation. And like, I love like when the girls have like insane breasts and like massive like dicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And they're like hooking up with each other. And it's like, just, I like that. I have a (laughs) lot lot of people do. I have a lot of people do. I have a little bit of an insight for sure. Cause he's been my friend for a long time and he didn't used to be able to talk to anybody but me about this stuff. But now the world has really kind of changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah, um, totally. <clears throat> so I just want to get the terminology. What would I call that person, uh, respectfully? Um, well, I mean, the, I, I think what you would call them is is what they say to call them. You not, know, not a chick with a dick. Yeah, okay, but, because but I'm not. I'm not. They're not here, so I can't ask them. Like, so generally, what would that? Yeah, um, just. Just a, you know, there are plenty of terms like transgender, non-binary, gender queer is another one you could use. All for um, that same. Yeah, yeah well, there's really, a there's a lot of a lot of different. Well, words. it gets confusing. Yeah. No, can, no, no, can no. You it's just not be a good one. <laughs> you just non-binary or well, no, transgender. because non-binary could be me. I could say I'm non-binary. Right. right? So can this other person with with breasts and a penis? But then it's but confusing. somebody with that body could also be a transgender woman. So well, that's what I'm trying to know. say. I just want to get transgender confusion so I can just use a term that's respectful. Transgender. Transgender. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And then <laughs> a complete transfer is what? From man to woman. Transgender. Yeah, vice it's, so so tra- it, that's too confusing. There's gotta be like a term so I can talk. Well well uh, it's it's more just like umbrella terms that are used to describe a varying group of people that are on different points of a spectrum but i get it they're all at different places but if you want to generally speak about that population or that group Mm -hmm. how what what's the proper what's the respectful way to to say it yeah i would say probably either transgender or non-binary are probably the 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 two terms that i would use if it's a complete transfer just woman that used to be a man. But see, Billy, here's the thing. You're I, not, I guess I'm not getting well, it. Well, let me explain it to you. Okay, so they've transferred genders. So they're a transgender. 
That's it. Doesn't matter if it's a doesn't matter if it's a man to a woman or a woman to a man. Yeah, but if you keep if you keep the lower parts and change the upper parts, that's transgender. Yeah, the the. But then how you know what you're not getting is how do I describe an individual if everybody's this transgender? Then you don't know what I'm talking about. Everybody's not transgender. Yeah, it's only the people that have changed sexes that are transgender. Yeah, there's there's a difference of changing halfway and then fully. There's got to be a way to like identify the difference, or else you don't know who I, or what I'm talking about. Well, there, you know, you know I, I can't communicate. That's what I. Well, you could say that they're transgendered and now they're a woman. They're, they're, okay, like that's what I was saying. It's going to continue Harrison. to be confusing. Ha- Harrison's okay. transgender, and 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 he has become a she, but 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 Harrison's also non-binary because she identifies as both, which I think is the least confusing because like. She is both. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So if, if she went all the way and became a woman, it would be like transgender. She she man to a woman. Now she's a woman. Well, but there are there are also people who have the same the same body as me that identify as a transgender woman. Right. You know? It it has nothing to do with with what you know. Right. If, if I have tits, if I don't have um, you know, if I have a dick, if I don't have a dick, like it doesn't have, it doesn't, you know, how the terminology of, of how somebody identifies doesn't right, have anything to do with what's on their body. Right. You right. know, yeah. I understand that. And I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to be able to communicate because there is a lot, there's a big difference. Well, you use the term woman, man, based on how, how they, ch- they're choosing. Okay. To but now I've even forgotten what I was going to talk about. So. Well, well you, you're, 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 you're trying to figure out like how you would describe you, you it, without having talked to them, you're going to have to kind of you might say it wrong because you haven't spoken to them. Yeah. And you don't sure. know what they prefer. So you just describe what you're seeing. You say, Oh, you know, had we, I just watched um, this, this girl perform like the singer of against me. I just went to their show and it's uh she's transgender. She was a man who became a woman. Okay. Like you just kind of, like we're still in the new early phases of this too i think we're also kind of figuring all this out as we go mm-hmm. that's the other thing is i don't think that there's like a clear but what but, 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 but what he's what she's saying is like you kind of have to figure it out by talking to the individual yeah mm-hmm. just asking so the how they identify there right? yeah. you can't really there's just a guess you're you, just guessing well yeah you have to say based on yeah. either what you saw or what you think Mm-hmm. which is like what I said about the singer of against me. I haven't spoken to her. All I know is that I love the band and I love her voice, but she was a man. So she's, she's transgender. Mm-hmm. She was a man and now she's a woman. And I, so I have to just, I say all that to describe how she is. There's okay, not really, okay. a, I don't really think that there's yeah. a, it, there's no easy way. Well, I mean, that's not that hard. Yeah, it is for me because I'm still confused. But okay, forget all about all that. Um, well, I think that everyone is still, like I said, not confused, but we're all still figuring it out. And we're all sort of like it's evolving every year. It's becoming uh, like we're all figuring it out. Okay, I have totally, this other right? thing yeah. that I've been it's like a new thing thinking about. So, and again, please don't take offense to my language or whatever, but so... The gay community, 
pre let's just go back 10 years. So the gay community 10 years ago was special because they were like a small group, like let's say West Hollywood, right? So they're special because, I guess because they're small, they're a minority, right? And part of the cool thing about, now this is just in my mind, so I'm just asking, I'm just putting it out. I'm not even asking. I'm just putting mm-hmm. it out there. So they're special, right? And part of being gay seemed like I'm special because I am gay in a way, right? And then I can act and feel and, and be who I am, which is special. Um, but if, let's just say we make everything normal does that take some of the fun out of being different or do you not even give a shit you just want to be i mean you don't want to be uh what is it It, uh, people to judge negatively and oppressed and all these things which i understand Mm -hmm. but in a way being different makes you special like even like now, tattoos are pretty common, but when you saw a tatted up dude 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you're like, fuck, that guy's hard, or he's from prison. Or, or special. Mm-hmm. Special. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why that word special keeps coming up. I don't know that that's the best. Well, well how they're, do you they're say just, They're different. They're just unique. Well, only, unique. And they're only unique because there's not as many of them. But mm-hmm. unique, special, different, right? But 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 I don't even think that, I think I think that's what we're kind of, evolving to a place where it's like not even it doesn't even need to be special or unique but then it takes like Mm -hmm. that's part of the fun that's what i'm getting at it's like part Mm. of the right thing of being different and cool is being different right yeah yeah so i'm just wondering like does it take a little fun out of the whole game or what the fact that there's more no let's just say that or it's more the fact that it's more they say accepted. No, yeah, like it's just accepted. Nobody blinks an eye or thinks any different or doesn't so, so judge. So basically, what which you're will saying, never happen because I get judged. You get judged. Everybody gets judged. No, but I but think we're on these our groups way. get judged harshly. in the past, I think we could be on our way to like. But also, that's what made them so special. You don't you don't understand what I'm saying, do you? Uh, yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, I think. I think part of what we have to factor into is that, you know, for people in the LGBTQ community, it's being, being out in public and being even now, you know, I mean, like not to mention the eighties, the nineties, like around that time, like being out in public was like, um, like dangerous almost. Yeah. You and I mean, you want to talk about how many transgender women have been murdered this year alone? Yeah. Like it's, it's so, it's so sad. <laughs> like yeah. there's still, that still happens, you know, but, and I, I personally have had it relatively easy as far as like, like all of my friends out here in LA are super accepting that, you know, they're, you know, like Pat, they're just like, yeah, like you do you like just be yourself and we'll be here to cheer you on, you know? And, and so I'm really thankful to have that out here in LA. Um, you know, back home, it's not so much, but you know, there, there are so many people who 
are kicked out of their homes because they're gay or, or who are, you know, um, so yeah, I think it, it, it's like, if, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, there have been so many times of over my journey of coming out where I've been like, I wish I didn't have to go through this because it would be, life would be so much less stressful. <laughs> like, like mm. the amount of stress and anxiety that coming out brings and living at, as an out and proud, you know, non-binary bisexual person is like, it's like, I would have to be crazy to like, just want to do that just to, you know, to feel like special or different, I guess. I don't know. I yeah, get what you're, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I like that perspective. I mean, it's interesting, but, and I don't even know if this is accurate. It's just a thought that's been going through my head. Cause I've also been listening to these podcasts and things mm-hmm. and Oh, before I lose it. But in a way it was like respected. Like I kind of respected my gay friends, our coworkers and stuff, because in the face of adversity, they're like, fuck you. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know, you're a badass in a way. And it was, you know, I had respect. Mm -hmm. So if the whole dynamics of society change, yes, that's great. Because violence and stuff is not cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been a victim of violence. It's not cool. And, but it also is going to, like, I, like some people, you, I wonder that they don't almost just kind of push that because it makes them special. You know, I mean, there's people on all spectrums, right? You know, and outliers, but, yeah, I guess I, I'm I, I I'm having a hard time explaining it. I, I and what I'm really trying to get at is psychology, right? So the psychology behind people's motivations, and is it not somewhat of a motivation to be different and interesting and self-expressive by being non-binary or even gay? In a way, am I just totally mm-hmm. off? No, yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, I feel so much more fulfilled in my form of self-expression now than I did three years ago because yeah. because I'm so much more myself now than when I was three years ago, and now I'm just letting this uninhibited, you know, not based on what literally anyone else has to say about me, like. I'm just going to do me and express myself in the way that I want right. to. And there's an but incredible it, amount of joy that comes and from it's that. Make, and yeah. it makes you more interesting, right? It makes you more of an interesting person. And, mm-hmm. you know, normal is just boring. It's just fucking so boring you don't want to even look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my point. Like, I guess that you would lose some of the mystique if society became completely open-minded and uh, the other thing is with my friend, all his girlfriends or his, uh, it's not really romantic, sexual slash romantic interest. Mm -hmm. 
they're all prostitutes. Hmm. Um, so that's interesting, and I wonder if maybe that's not part of the reason a lot of non-binary people are murdered because a large majority of them, now again, I'm just going from my reference point, sure. are prostitutes, and that means they get in some weird you know, situations that a lot of people wouldn't get in. So maybe that's why it's got a high rate of did did you say murder or yeah oh yeah i mean there there have been yeah i mean and it's it's within the sex worker community and and even outside of the sex worker some community. people are just like yeah they're they're picking on them or just want like you know homophobes or whatever yeah. just wanting to kill but but i think that there's also a lot of you know they're just getting into like shady situations maybe but it's hard to say why? And I think each individual is different. And it's so fucked up that people do that, right? Like, it's just like a human characteristic. Like on the playground when you were a kid, there was one, a few kids that just got picked on. Yeah, well, that's know? just, you know, like what me and Harrison were talking about on my post. It's just people that are afraid and they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're their own sh- It's like the same reason someone gives me a negative comment. They're just, they're the ones that are fucked up. And it's just too bad that like some of these people are so fucked up that they can't accept someone else and they're wanting to like hurt them. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder, like, I almost want to say that like, I feel like the people that are the most aggressive towards, you know, gays or are not gay themselves. You they, know? They, they, they are, no, I'm saying that they, they are. Yeah, that's like what they're I mean. the ones sure. that are probably like I'm so comfortable with my sexuality that I would never even like be upset yeah. with anyone like and, and I asked myself, what would it take for me to be upset? And I think it would it what it would take would be for me to be not comfortable with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm taking that out on the person who's expressing theirs. So it's always like, totally. oh, you're yeah. homophobic. That's because you're probably kind of gay yeah totally (laughs) there's oh my god so you might ask yourself yeah if you're listening to this podcast and you're a homophobe (laughs) like you should take a look at yourself and 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 really like take a good look and and think what what's i wonder why i'm having such an extreme reaction to this yeah what what come on here hey hey Hello. Hey. <laughs> We're about to get blessed, people. <laughs> we just had a really similar conversation in the studio with Oleg and Didier about orgies and how most men can't, like, yeah, my, I, I love to have I, a threesome. Like, yeah, but my girl, like, but my girl's not fucking another guy. And so it was Didier trying to explain to Oleg, and he Where's was, Tim? I don't know. He took Tim's a, like all good with that. But like. <laughs> <laughs> but and, like Tim actually like wants to have his girlfriend having sex with another man. Like, he, that turns him on. That's how comfortable he love is. that for him. No, and like I'm get I'm like pretty I'm like pretty much there. Yeah, but Tim, like, I've, Tim I've also seen. has another girl, a new girlfriend every other day. So, no. <laughs> but like I'm there. Let me just finish my thought. And so something that someone taught me a long time ago that make, helps me understand is. 
it's not gay or straight. It's zero to a hundred and everyone falls on that scale somewhere. So mm-hmm. like most guys, get some guys like, well, I'm just being hesitant. My hair color. I don't know why most guys like watch porn and like to watch a guy fucking a girl. But if they're in the room and you feel like you get turned on because the situation's hot, you might be like, Oh, am I gay? Like, and yeah. then, you know, so right, it's right. just like, yeah. This fear and it's like well I don't know. We were talking kind of similar hmm. different conversations. Yeah, I mean, no, most most men <laughs> love me included, like I love watching a girl like give a guy a head. Which is basically me watching the the male the only sexual part that I'm looking at is a male part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm looking yeah. at a woman, but it would still be so hard to to have your significant other being drilled by somebody else. <laughs> to be honest with you, bro, like I'm like I'm I'm there. I'm I'm there. I'm already there. Like I'm I'm I can I'm like love her so much that if 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 she wants to like have it's pleasure. If I if she wants to be pleasured in that way, like I'm like okay, I get it because mm-hmm. I would want that also. It's really okay. hard. It's some yeah. high level shit, mm-hmm. yeah. but like I feel like I'm there because we have experimented like with that kind of shit. And it was hard at first, and I got through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not saying it's it, it wouldn't be hard. I think it would depend on like where I'm at emotionally at that time. Also. How about you, Harrison? How would how would you feel about someone you really liked hmm. you were with doing I it, that? I think it depends upon the person, honestly. Like who's with them? Well, yeah, and also who the person is that like that is my with. significant other. Right. Well, let's time, just say you know? this. Let's just say yeah. this. This is a person that you love dearly. Okay. That okay. you want to spend the rest of your life with. Um Okay. And, I, and, and, and and have you ever had a relationship like that? No, not yet. <laughs> where where, where um, you're just deeply, madly. Well, you're still young. And yeah. by the way, Harrison's 24. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think sometimes, honestly, I mean, we're like over 10. I'm over 10 years older and he's 20. So I think we are forgetting. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I think you're, you carry yourself and you act. You definitely don't look like older, mm-hmm. but you act older. So I think we're talking to Harrison. Take <laughs> yeah, take it. But I'm, we're talking to Harrison like almost as if she's our age, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that she's still figuring a lot of this stuff out too. Mm-hmm. And we're going like, sure. Um, but yeah, so if, if you did find love that deep, it would be hard for you to watch that um, with someone else. I think, I, I mean, honestly, I think I could get to a point eventually. Yeah, yeah. Kind, kind of like what you said, where it's like, if you want to like, if you want to enjoy that, then yeah. go on. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? so, like, yeah, and I, I definitely said that for a while, but yeah. then when it was actually happening. It would probably take a while for me. Well, for To get comfortable enough to with that person but, but, to be like... I mean, you but know, that's the thing you know. is like, yeah, you're comfortable with that person. Right. But, but, but hearing them being pleasured by someone else, mm-hmm. um, is it, it's just, you can't prepare for that. Yeah. Sure. You can't get ready for sure. that. And, and then Imagine. when you hear it, but the also, I also want to say like that for me, like that night wasn't, it wasn't just, it was like, I was, 
afraid. Like they were all wasted. We were up all night. It was like the sun was coming up. I had something I needed to do the next day. So there was a lot of like other stuff happening with me. It wasn't, and I was having problems like with my, like I was like having like erectile problems because I was scared. Uh, And this was a girl who wasn't like showing me. She was like, just like a, like a, like a piece of wood. Like, I mean, super hot. Oh, man. And like yeah. super hot, though. But like, I didn't feel like she really desired me. Mm. So I think it kind of, plus, I didn't really know her that well. Like, I did, but I kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I did, but like, not really. Like, what do we really have? I don't know. Like, I didn't really yeah. ever make that connection. So uh, there's just so many factors. You know, I think if you hang out with people and you really, you know, get to like love them and feel comfortable with them. Like you can kind anything is kind of possible, but you should never, I don't think people should ever be going into these situations like as physical objects, like, Oh, we're going to hook up with that couple. We don't even know them, but we're going to do it. Like that's where it can get weird. Sure. Mm, Because it's just like a physical thing. And it's like, um, I don't know. There's people that do that too, though. So, I don't yeah, know. I mean, that to me is a little bit. It like, sounds like to me that Harrison doesn't. He wouldn't really want to go that direction unless it was pushed. Yeah, I don't even something. know how we ended up talking about. Yeah, that. well, I have an, I have a completely unrelated question. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, it's an interesting convo. No, 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 because she was talking like about men. Because she was talking about men and uh, their insecurities. Okay. Surrounding certain things and like, oh, I'm some big badass. I want to fuck mad chicks, but right. I'm so scared and insecure that I can't watch my wife fuck someone else, sure. even though I'm down to go and do it. That's what she was saying. And God. I think that there's a parallel in that and those people wanting to like beat up on like. Free the penis. Yes, queen. (laughs) Wait, she said free the penis. (laughs) Like, I don't understand that. Why why that? Why free the penis? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? But but, but what is that? Like, oh, okay. That's what you mean. She means free the penis. Like let the man, let like a husband and wife have like an extra man. Like, why are we never throwing? Oh, that would be an she's saying twist. free. She's saying free the penis. We, 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 I'm sorry, but we can't. Well, Nobody listening can hear you right now. So, so she's basically saying free the penis because, like, you never. It's never a thought to throw a man in the mix. I was the in a first situation thought like is that. Throw a woman into the mix. Sure. Sorry. I was I was in a situation like that, and um, where what? Two dudes, one chick. Oh right. But the dude and chick were like together, and uh-huh. I was previously with this girl. Uh huh. Oh wow. Um. T. And she, we were down, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do it." But we were shooting heroin too, so. <laughs> but uh. No bueno. Um, but then he's like, he comes in and I'm already inside her, you know? And then he's like, no, I don't want you to fuck her. You know, she can only fellatio or whatever. And and anyway, so people get weird. And then he wanted to give me head and I I couldn't get, I couldn't even get a heart on. And because he's my friend, I'm like, 
this is so, it's just so strange. <laughs> like what, what? It's <laughs> crazy. Um, but anyway, so, okay, I, have a, so I have an unrelated question if we want to okay. move the topic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how's your religion today? Because uh, you grew up religious, and it seems like you're really yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that look like today? <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I've kind of, now I'm kind of in a place where I've completely, I think, ditched religion just in general. Um, and now I'm kind of more focusing on more just like spirituality and, and like what that looks like for me kind of post-Christianity. Like I still, there's still some things that I take from Christianity that are like, you know, examples to follow, like certain ways that Jesus lived his life and things that he did that I think are great examples to follow. But as a religion, there's just so, there's so many flaws and there's so many things that contradict themselves and, and didn't make sense to me. And, you know, so over the course of a few years, I basically had to deconstruct that and, you know, kind of, and this was kind of intertwined with my coming out too, where I was kind of like, okay, what do I really believe? Like, take away everything else, take away what my parents believe, what my family believes, what my home church in Atlanta believed. <laughs> like, what do I actually believe? And why do I believe that? Is it because, like, I'm, I want to fit into the mold of some sort of dogma that's been placed above me that I have to, like, stay in? Or is it, like something that I really believe that I think will enrich my spiritual life, you know? Um, yeah. And so I, there, there was a long time where I was kind of just like, I had deconstructed the old faith and what I used to believe. And I was kind of at this like ground zero moment of like standing in like everything that I deconstructed and just being like, well, fuck, what do I, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what do I build over this? Like, cause now I, there's, like I'm a very spiritual person and it's always, like you said, it's, it's always been very spirituality has always been very important to me for my whole life. And I didn't want that to change, but I just had to find a way that made sense for me and like for how I want to live my life. And, um, yeah, it looks really different now than it did a few years ago, but, um, yeah, a lot, lot's changed, and I'm still figuring it out, and I think I still am going to be for a while. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah. my big hook on all that is, you know, burning in hell, right? Do yeah. you do you feel any fear of that? From time to time, yes. I mean, personally, yeah. Um, like personally, I don't know if I believe in hell in like the traditional Christian terminology of this, like you know, eternal separation from God or whatever. I don't know if I believe in that. Oh yeah. For my whole life until I was 20. I mean, completely. You're like, Oh, it was absolute. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. And if you're gay, you're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was raised to believe, you know? So, and there, I mean, there are still, you know, post coming out post deconstruction of my faith and with a great support group of friends around me, you know, there's still, plenty of times where I'm like, you know, it'll be 2am and I'm alone in my room and I'm like, fuck, like, am I going to hell? Like, like what if what I believe now and have deconstructed and rebuilt new things over what I used to believe? Like, what if that's wrong? And what if what I used to believe was actually right? And I'm actually going to go to hell for this. It's scary, isn't it? It's, it's a terrifying thought. And I, I have that 
like kind of frequently. I mean, not not as much, definitely not as much anymore as I used to because I think I've found solace and peace in God being everywhere around me. Dude, I don't think it's terrifying at all, bro. Burning in hell? That's insane. Come on, dude. Like, that's so insane. That's not... Like, that's crazy. Well, you, it doesn't can, even you can make say sense. that, but there's a huge yeah. population that believes that's that. That's what yeah. I was raised to believe, yeah. I know, but I think that yeah. the, 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 the truth is, is, is... Look, we'll never know, but that's so... Um, to me, it just seems so much harder to believe. Yeah. It doesn't seem right. No, not like, to like me what did yeah. we, what did we remember when before, from before we were born? Yeah. We don't know. Like we don't, I don't even remember like five years old. Well, well, that's what I'm saying is like, there's no, you have no, I don't remember what I ate for dinner last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, but, but wait, that was good. I, uh, that wasn't, that's interesting. So, it, but you still, do you still pray? Um, yes, in a different way than I used to. Um, now prayer for me looks more like meditation, just like where I think like in the past prayer was almost always like asking God for something and and, like asking for God to make things happen in my life and stuff like that. Now prayer in the form of meditation is more just like quieting my mind and just like clearing all of the bad shit out and just like really finding that peaceful state and just like grabbing hold of that and like just sitting in that for a second you know what i mean like because yeah i I, that's really all i can do you know what i mean is to just find the peace and the love and in the everyday you know and and um yeah like i it I definitely used to be a lot more like vending machine prayer type type of thing where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I want you to give me this, mm-hmm. you know? And now I'm, I'm kind of like, I've traded like those expectations for just like manifestation in my own life and in day to day. Like, okay, if I set my mind to something, I know that I can do it with the help of God, but like, I'm not going to ask like, Oh God, would you yeah. please like, please, you know, like I don't, I don't think really, those kind of prayers are that effective in either. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see the value in them anymore. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's neat. So you still believe in God though? Mm, oh, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will never, I don't think I will ever get to a place where I don't believe that there is a, some sort of higher power, a higher being that created everything that there is in existence. And, you know, so it's still yeah. important to you to be connected with that. Yeah, absolutely, super important. That's yeah, yeah me too. When, when, when I pray, I just pray for um, muscles and money. <laughs> <laughs> for 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 two M's. You know, muscles for God's will. <laughs> like, help me to accept what Your will is gonna is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and help me to just, just remove the fear so I can better do your will, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not even, which actually will, I'm going to end up getting something so much better than I ever thought I would, I wanted mm-hmm. if I can just accept what God's will for me is, which is, um, 
I never know what that's going to be. Yeah. So yeah. we kind of have to just be open. It's the mystery of it. Yeah. And also yeah. like praying for others, um, not myself and just praying for like peace and, and happiness and, um, the ability to like serve. Yeah. I think, it, I think like the biggest thing I've learned about like God and spirituality is that like, I need to have, if I have faith that when I'm thinking of others and when I'm thinking right thoughts and when I'm being that good person, those are the times when I'm the happiest mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it's proven to be true for me. So mm -hmm. then I actually, all I ever pray for now is the willingness and the ability and the open-mindedness to, to, to be that person sure. so that I can experience heaven on earth, which is, I think just something we can have in, in any day and any moment, um, to remove the fear so that I can be that person mm. because I always want, we always want to be that person, but then you know, fear comes up and, and we're, we're frustrated. Like early, right before the podcast, I was just, I'm trying to do stuff and Troy's not, they, they like fuck with me, you know, cause I'm like their friend and they don't want to help. And they're just like, I feel like they make it kind of difficult for me. I don't really have the, the, the proper help yet. And it's uh, it can get frustrating, but what's that? What's really happening? <coughs> what's really happening is I'm afraid. I'm afraid that, the sound's not going to be good mm. or that it wasn't good last time. And I'm just in fear. And like the truth is that the sound, if the sound wasn't good right there on that thing that I just showed Troy, cause, cause I, before we started this podcast, I showed Troy something that, that we filmed for the reality show and we edited and, um, I played it for him and the sound is like, like we're doing the interviews and he's picking up sound from a lav and there's like a lot of really good bass in it. Mm. Like how this sounds. And then there's an overhead mic, like a shotgun mic picking up my sound in my bed when I'm talking. And it's like, sounds really thin and tinny. Mm. So it goes from the thin and tinny to like me talking in the interview. And it's like so different. And it's oh, just, yeah. it's like weird watching that. And it's like that kind of, if that's what it's supposed, if that's what happened, then that's literally what God wanted to happen. Mm. And I just need to be like, yeah, totally. Oh, cool. Okay. That's what that's supposed to be now can we figure out a way to make it better next time? And, and he, 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 he was in fear and he responded to me with fear. And then I went back to him with fear. And now we're like arguing about like, he's trying to say this, like can't be done with someone without someone else who we can't get a hold of. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, if we can't get a hold of him, then how are we going to figure it out? It just, sometimes it's hard to navigate life because you have real issues that come up. Yeah. I'm sure with you writing songs, you have differences in opinions and you're like, mm -hmm. I, th I really think this is what's best for the song. And someone else is like, maybe no. Or so yeah. I don't know. I guess what I would like to know is how are you, what are some of the things you struggle with today in your career or just in your life? Or what are some of the things that you're like going through that are hard? Yeah. Um, and how do you like get through that shit? Yeah. And then I think we should dip in on some learning to lose. Okay. Like, what does that mean hmm. to you? All right. All right. Um, well, I mean, I, I think some, I've always for my whole life struggled with anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, and 
it ebbs and flows. There are certain seasons of my life where it's better or it's worse or, um, you know, but it's always something that I've dealt with. And, um, yeah, I've, I've just, I've always, um, I've always had this feeling of like, it's very subconscious. Um, and you know, I've kind of trained myself the older that I've gotten to find a way to, um, deal with it and to see myself in a positive and just like realistic light. But I'm like, I have a lot of self doubt and a lot of like, you know, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Am I, um, you know, yeah, I don't know. And, and I think we all, struggle. we all, do. We all struggle to that to some extent. 100%. Um, with, with me, it's, um, yeah, there are sometimes where it's better and sometimes where it's worse. Like beginning of quarantine was really fucking hard for me because I just wasn't feeling inspired at all creatively. Like I wasn't really writing at all, but towards the end of quarantine, I kind of got more inspired and like getting back into the, you know, back into regular life again with that, um, and working on stuff. But yeah, quarantine was just like, it was so bad for, for my anxiety towards the beginning. Cause it's like, where's the world at? Like, we don't know what's going on. Like, were you, you know, all alone during quarantine or were you with some people? I've, I've, th- uh, three roommates. So yeah, that, that I'm thankful for that, that I don't live alone, but, um, and are they like super cool and like yeah. accepting? Yeah. They're like, really sweet. Yeah. Comfortable them. with them. Yeah. And, yeah. Super comfortable. But yeah. like, is there anything like, can you be at all any more specific? Like I just tried to get kind of specific about what I was dealing with before the podcast. I don't know if mm-hmm. there's anything specific that you, um, like with work or yeah, anything like specific, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm for the first time in my life, this is the first time that I haven't worked a part-time job. Um, so I, I quit my part-time job in March and since then I've just been doing music full time and just kind of seeing how it goes and kind of riding the wave. (laughs) So, so have you sold any songs or have you Mm -hmm. made some money? How, how, what does that look like? Like, yeah. Can you kind of just, yeah. So I've, I've had some, I've had some placements on like TV shows and stuff like sync placements that have been great financially. Um, Really? Like what shows? Um, yeah, there's this one on TBS called the misery index. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like a little, like 30 second, hip hop track bumper for it. <laughs> it was so random. Yeah. And they hit just, you up or do you have like a agent or like, a, um, so I just have, I have a couple of friends who are like super involved in like the TV film world. Like do you have like an actual manager. Um, I don't yet, but I'm kind of kind of courting one kind of like working through that right oh, now. We're, right kind of, we're kind of figuring it out. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, with that, with, with the whole, you know, this is the first time that I've just done just music full time, which is what I've wanted to do for my whole life. Wow. Like, you know, there's, there's always this, uh, this fear of like, mm-hmm. Oh, what if this doesn't last? Constantly. What, like, how am I going to pay this bill? Like, you know, how am I going to pay rent? Like what, you know, am I going to have to get another job at some point? Like, and then am I going to look stupid in front of my friends? Cause it's like, Oh, he, you know, he tried, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, you have, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear that comes with that, but there's also a lot of exciting things. That yeah. Come with do, it. do you have any like financial, um, 
are, are, are you, how are your parents? Are they supportive or? Yeah, I'm, I'm completely financially independent right now. Um, and you have been for like a while. Or? I have been for like three years now. Yeah. Cause you've been doing the part-time job. Where, where did you have a part-time job? Worked a bunch of places in LA. Yeah. I was, I was in coffee shops for a while. I used to work at this bar in West Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. So been you like all over the fully place. came out here on some, like, I'm going to like be a musician. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come to L.A. That was the reason I moved out here is because I knew, I mean, like even like somebody like Jason, like I I knew who Jason was years before I even met him. Like, because since I was in high school, I was just like obsessed with like checking credits of like who produced and wrote stuff. And, you know, it's Jason. His name pops up all over the place, right? So So, was it the Demi Lovato song? Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, I loved like the... um, You know what? The Maroon 5 stuff he did was sick. Like Maroon 5, the older stuff he did with them was so sick. So so you've always been like... um, wanting to be like a producer yeah I've, I've always known that i've wanted to be involved in like the pop music industry in some capacity but like your ultimate dream would to be the pop star yeah i mean I, right now but to write music and to produce yeah, music all of it yeah kind of all of it at once you know like so, somebody who really inspires me with that is uh i don't know if you know john bellion Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he's super inspiring to me. Did Jason has, do a bunch of shit for him? Yeah. He did a couple songs with him. He did, um, did you see the video of him on the boat? Oh yeah. So Jason dope. did that song. Yeah. The, um, yeah. uh, good things fall apart. Yeah. yeah great song. Insane. Fucking incredible song. Um, but yeah, he, John, he, he like, he has his artist project and that's kind of like his main thing that he does. He releases albums and tours and does the whole nines for that. But he also writes and pr- produces for, you know, Selena Gomez, Christina Aguilera, countless yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about TV on the radio? Um, he's he's been on the radio for his artist stuff, but he, he's had huge radio stuff for like other artists. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. What's yeah, his like name? Huge radio stuff. Um, John Bellion. Wait, no, I'm saying TV on the radio. The band. Oh, TV. On, oh, I thought you were saying has he? Oh like, no, I'm saying had there's, there's a band the radio. called TV. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying there, there's a there's a there's a band called TV on the radio. Oh, okay. And Word. the singer <laughs> of that band, I think, is like this crazy. Also, like the XX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the XX. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. They produced mad shit for like Rihanna. Yeah. And, like, also, yeah. like um, Father John Misty. Mm-hmm. He yep. did some pretty, but like I, I think the big one. Or even like Pharrell, like with the Neptunes, you know, that's, like, yeah. you know, he, yeah, he's, a great example. he's super inspiring to me of just like, he's had his hands in so many pop records over yeah, the years, yeah, and, yeah. but he has his artist project too. And yeah, yeah, I love doing both. So Kanye. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's probably totally. the biggest example. Yeah, for sure. He's even he's, RZA. He's oh, like my he, favorite. Oh my God, I love RZA. Really? <laughs> fucking love RZA. Dude. I'm obsessed. Yeah. You have, he has no idea. You, have you? Have you? Do you know any of the people we just mentioned? Just Kanye. Oh, Maroon Five. You got the yeah, yeah, record yeah. up there. Like, you, are you, you're not talking about the? Ooh, oh, and Selena. No, that before that he right. um he did a. It was always you. Can't believe I could not see it. All Whoa! Yeah. That was Jason. That shit's crazy. Shit bangs. Yeah, it's a great song. Wow. You know what? That's right. He sent that to them, huh? I think so. Yeah. So like yeah. trip on this, bro. Jason wrote that song for Maroon 5 
And he's like, dude, I got to get this to them. He sends it to their manager and their manager's like, I'm not even going to send this to them because their manager is sort of like the filter because like they're probably getting thousands of submissions all the time. So So they can't, you know, it doesn't get to Adam Levine unless it gets through the manager. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Jason, like somehow, like some way, like found this fool's email and he like sent it to him. (laughs) Like, just like hail Mary. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't. So he just knew this song was for them. Yeah. And he wanted to get it to them. Yeah. And, 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 and you don't. He knew them in any way whatsoever. He just believed in the song so much that he's like, if Adam could just hear this song, I know he'd like it. And he was right. Because that song yeah. is literally perfect no, 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 for, not for, only, for Adam's voice. Well, no. Not only did yeah. he hear the song. And I'm not positive if it was that song. Mm. But it was a song that he, that Adam, I mean, look, first of all, you send Adam an email, like he's probably not opening it, especially if he doesn't know who it came from. So like the level of like luck and just, you know, Jason would probably say God or whatever. Yeah. Like he heard the song, he fucking loved it. He was like, why the fuck didn't someone send me this song? Like, you know. I want my whole album to be modeled after this sound. <laughs> Sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he like found Jason and Jason's now written like their s- biggest song like ever. Well, no, probably. like four of their last, yeah, like yeah, a bunch like, of songs on both of their last albums yeah. and like pretty much most of their hits. Yeah. Crazy. Legend. Story. It's crazy how often that happens in the music industry though. Just like blind emails, blind DMs on Instagram that end up, in. Well, it's like suits also just, he kind of went around the suit because the suits don't always know what's up. Mm. You know, they're good at like doing the business shit, right. but the suits are always trying to like weasel their way into the creative side of things. Totally. And it's just not, we all know serve anyone. Yeah. We all know an A&R who's tried to be a producer at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. And I guess, I, I guess it makes sense because I think all A&Rs and all managers, they, it, their dream initially was to be the artist. I mean, right. no one ever dreams to be a, I, I, no one grows up going, I want to be a manager of an artist. You know what I mean? They want to be the artist. And then they're like, oh, I'll settle for manager if I can't make it work. Sure. And then that's their way of having like a creative input. But like, I just think, especially for us, for Hypercrush, for my group, like just all the different people trying to put their, creative feedback into the thing it just it just fucked it it just made it so much harder for us to just do us you know too many cooks in the kitchen yeah and trying to put us in with producers when we we don't need we are the producers right what are you doing yeah we made this whole we made this shit happen on myspace why are you yeah i love butterflies too Mm. i'm gonna get one tattooed right here Ooh, nice yeah. yeah, he said, I'm christened to a... Did you see... Have you ever seen Billy before his haircut? Uh, no, we just, just met tonight, so... Okay, so Billy <laughs> does Jason and Victoria's plants, and they're oh, okay. fond of him, and Word. he's in the circle, and I, I've been wanting to integrate him, but look at this. Just just check this out. Oh, my God. I'm just showing... Uh, Wow. 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's oh my god, how long, how long did you grow it out for? I don't know, a lot years and years. It, it, it's that set all is, in this video. You have gorgeous hair. Yeah. So, oh my god. Here, listen. Did you hear what he just said? Double tap, go back. What do you say? Nice. Nice. Love so it. So I was just showing Harrison. Love it. The, the, the YouTube video I just posted um, of Victoria cutting Jason's hair, which almost has a thousand views. I mean, on YouTube, that's like pretty good. This fucking YouTube game is a motherfucker. YouTube's crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's the most important one. Can we go on to a new subject real quick? Just a quickie. Sure. So how do your parents feel about your transformation? Um, it's, it's been better than I thought it would be, but not easy still. Um, they're, you know, my, my parents are, are very um, religious and, and very, like, you know, they still adhere to, you know, those super conservative Christian teachings that are, you know, the, like, you know, if you're, you can't be gay and be a Christian or like, you know, you, if you're gay, then you're going to hell or, you know, all that sort of thing. So it's just kind of been this like big elephant in the room that we, we like, we don't really ever talk about it. Um, I, and you know, I don't really see them too often either. Cause they live on the other side of the country. I only see them like twice a year, usually two, two, three times a year. Do you try to act different when you're with them or do you, are you yourself? Great question. I used to, I I used to like really tone myself down and just try just to avoid conflict, honestly. Cause I was kind of just like, like it's not worth it. You know what I mean? But, but now it's to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Like, like they are going to accept me as I am and I'm not going to dim this down. Do you feel fear and guilt Mm -hmm. surrounding that? Definitely. Yeah. Cause that's so hard. Like that's how I feel all the time. Yeah, man. Like I constant, I have this like constant feeling of like fear, guilt and shame surrounding like who, all the truths that I've that I'm putting out on like a daily basis, yeah, and like what I'm doing. Me and, too, man. And judgment, yeah. And I know that's why, like, yeah. I could just tell. And and the more I'm talking to you, the more I'm realizing, like, wow, like, it's hard to, like, yeah. The only way that we can overcome that is with like this power. Which is funny because like their whole thing is religion and they tried to up, bring you up on that. But mm-hmm. that's not the God that's going to help you. Yeah, in totally. In this situation. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to have to be this new God of like meditation and being in the present moment. And like, mm-hmm. is there like a power or like a, is there like a, is there a power greater than yourself that you're like relying on? Yeah. Oh right. my God. Every single day. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I think that we don't re- a don't realize how powerful we are, but I think we also don't realize how small we are in the grand scheme of things yeah. and in the grand scheme of the universe and, and you know, yeah, I definitely still rely on God. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would not be able to 
get through half of the shit I've I've gotten through. Well, yeah, all of the shit I've gotten through if it weren't for God, that was all God. And it's such a <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like, such a hard. It's so, it's so weird, isn't it? Because it's the same God. It's not. There's one. I mean, there's one, right? Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. So your parents' God is the same God as your God and my God, and yeah. But well, it's just no. But like you said in the meeting, which you should, you're welcome to come to any Monday seven thirty. I think you'd fit right in, and it would be great to have you. Awesome. We just had one, and he was saying how God. You were actually just really just just literally saying in the meeting, God is a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like kind of different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Totally. So I think that's kind of what we're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you I think, I, mean? like, I yeah. think like, <laughs> cause you're saying it's one God, but really like it's our, it's our own personal understanding of it. So that that way we can each relate to it in our way. That's how it helps the, each individual, yeah, the way we do it, the way we personal. do it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and I can't, I can try to explain it and that's kind of what we've been doing for Ever. these 60, <laughs> 60, hour and a half to two hour long episodes that's all we're really trying to do is is help people have a better understanding of god because that's like i mean it didn't it literally was not designed for that purpose like Mm -hmm. i didn't we did not start this podcast for it to be that yeah but like that really is the answer to everything but like learning to lose is is what the podcast is called and before we go into like that and what I think that means and how it can apply it to like what I think maybe your thing is and how I can accept you and all that, because it can always, that phrase can always be, I can pretty much fit that into anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering if you like what that might mean to you or have you like heard that before? Or do, do, you, do you understand what it, what it is? Or? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I... I think that can mean something different for different people. Yeah, for sure. But you know, like I think learning to lose, like the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that phrase is like learning how to deal with loss and like learning how to Mm -hmm. learning how to fall so you can get back up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and kind of that idea behind it. Yeah. It's so cool. How like, that's a good one. Yeah. Like what somebody said uh, in the meeting. Um, oh, oh! So religion is for people who are afraid of going to hell. Are afraid of going to hell, and spirituality is for people who have been to hell. Mm. Mm. So, like, yeah, the way that she's describing learning to lose is like she just gets it. Yeah, because like, and, and 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 there are other people who just don't. They're like, why would you have lose? Like, I don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. I don't even like that word. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be. I don't even want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. that's not like what they 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 hear that name and they're like, why would you? Why would that be something? And it's just interesting that there are so many people out there who don't. They just they haven't. They don't understand how cool it is to like be the loser. Yeah, totally. <laughs> or like, For you know, sure. like that's like, that's like punk rock. Like fuck winning. Yeah. There's so much more to learn by losing. Totally. For me, it's not yeah. even like it is, but it's not even losing because if you no, can get back not. up again, yeah, no, it's not losing. You're winning. But, yeah. but it's just like learning to lo- like learning, like constantly, like, you know, 
when we're learning to to play music and to write songs, it's just a fucking shit show of like garbage. Like, and we're just like oh jumbling. Yeah. We can't even play a chord, and it's just like. It's it's like it, it, that's learning to lose. You're just losing the whole. It's just horrible. Yeah. But it's like all. It's okay. I, it's, I've never used this analogy before, but it's like this phrase is taking on newer meaning, and it's it's getting deeper and 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 more profound. The more that we talk about it, and the more it, the more I grow, and the more. Mm. But like that's a great example because you're a musician and like. It's like if you can't learn to like live in that shit, yeah, you're never gonna. It's never gonna get better. You're never gonna grow. You're never gonna write an amazing, beautiful song. Yeah, you know. And like, I just like. There's a Steely Dan song. This the gentleman loser. I am another gentleman loser. Another. You don't know Steely Dan. Very I, know, well. I know of Steely Dan. Yeah, but they're yeah, fucking not, the not a ton of. His... They're the illest, yeah. bro. You, you you fuck with them at all? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite drummers played on a bunch of Steely Dan records. Really? So, yeah, Jeff Procaro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, from Toto. Yeah. Oh, one of my shit. favorite bands of all time. Yeah, fucking love Toto. Toto, what's the song? The Africa, yeah, Africa, <laughs> Rosanna. That's a good. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, okay. Hit Africa. Yeah. Can you hit? Can you sing it? Gonna take a lot to drive me away from you. You know that one? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, so a, that song is the best sounding song. Like when I play records. That's, oh yeah. That's like because it just has. It has like everything in it. It has like the, the high percussion stuff, and yeah. then it has like the the synthy stuff. It has all those harmonies in the chorus. It has mm-hmm. it has all the elements of like analog rock back yeah. then. That, that that and the melody is just. It's almost like when you have some a melody that's that. There's something really crazy about like music. Like when when the melody and the chord progression are so profound. You can almost get away with like less production. Totally. Yeah. Right? It's M- like minimalistic production is like so in right now. Right. But yeah. but I'm saying like even back then, it's like when it's that good, your brain almost just goes like, "Oh my god, this production's amazing." Y- right. Because even, even if it's just, not <laughs> you can't help but feel yeah those emotions whereas like if you're listening to like a certain michael jackson song like you know like a groovy or prince where there's not like that deep emotional epic chorus Mm -hmm. the production has to be really good and it is Mm -hmm. and it's like groovy and it's like it's like a different it's like a different thing you know totally yeah so sometimes i wonder like is that song really that well produced or is it just that it's such an incredible song yeah you know what I mean? I think it's a little bit of both. It is. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. I think it actually is. Is a lot of both. Yeah. Like sure. the production is insane it's, on that song. It's crazy. Man. Yeah. That's like, such a great like, record. Yeah. So you've yeah. like really analyzed that with headphones on. And oh like, yeah, dude. I, yeah. Like that. That one, Rosanna. Like hold the line. That's mm-hmm. a great Toto record mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Love those songs. Yeah. Toto, yeah. What does the name mean, Toto? What is that? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I have no idea. I can tell you what Steely Dan is. 
Okay. Yeah. It's a dildo. No. A Steely Dan is Stop, a dildo. Stop, for real? So, so these guys... That's amazing. No, so these guys are like... So Steely Dan, they're like the smartest... They're probably like the smartest musicians, like maybe ever. Hmm. Like, but like smart in like a Coen Brothers way. Do you know the Coen Brothers are? Yeah. Like they're like the Coen Brothers, and I, 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 I mean, they got the best players. Mm -hmm. There weren't like, oh, we're gonna make a band, we're gonna write the song. Right. Like they were doing that like before. I feel like that's like what a lot of groups do now. Like you know, MGMT or, or even like you know, M M eighty three or. It's yeah. like they, it's not really like a band. I mean, they go tour it with a band, but it's more like, yeah, you know, like it's like the mind of like one or two right. geniuses and they're like, you know, producing it all. Like, so Celie Dan, it's really just these two guys, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. And they're like just master, like master trained, both gone through like tons of school. They can write, they, it's like, they're just like masters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, but they're like funny, like that, like that band name is a perfect and their lyrics are very, uh, they're like, they're like one of my favorites because they don't, you would never think that they're talking about like, you know, the type of shit they're talking about, like driving drunk behind the wheel and like, yeah. and like just, they, they talk about really like crazy shit. That's like you would and, and and you can play their music at like a Ralph's or at an elevator. Right. But they can also headline Coachella. It's yeah. like crazy. They're yeah. like so different from anyone else. But but yeah, they they were really smart and kind of in this weird funny way. That's why I think that band name is such a it's such a it's almost like for those of you that know Right. Yeah. And then most of you don't know. I, lo it's like this, I love shit like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like really high level. Like yeah. and, and, and when you watch there's a couple documentaries on like them producing Asia and some of their albums. Like if you don't know them, I think it, I would almost be excited to be you as a producer to mm -hmm. kind of like, like I think you would really enjoy the, um, the documentary on the making of Asia. Ooh. They have, have to check it out. I, I mean, they literally have like documentaries, like 50 percussion tracks and they'll isolate like this, like two of them. They'll, they'll show you like, yeah, this one was, was like some trash cans. And this one is like this weird xylophone, this toy xylophone. It's like, what? Like, I didn't even hear that in the record. Just layers and layers and layers. And um, they would audition 20 guitar players. And they all would play like yeah. the sickest solo. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that was really, really good. But like. It was like too good. Yeah. And then they picked the one that's like the most unique and like original. And it sounded like a, yeah. I don't know. It's just really cool t to watch their um, process. Hell yeah. Love me some interesting. Love me some set, some great session musicians. That's, that's why I love Toto too, is because they were yeah. all legendary session musicians before right. that band even formed, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is this like, oh yeah, this is. You know, Toto in Spanish means all. Does it? Ah. Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's it. I don't huh. Know. I wonder. I'm going to look it up. Okay. This. So, I'm yeah. Curious. So, learning to lose. <laughs> so, was there a point? And then we're pretty much almost done here. So, Word. yeah. Um, I just want to, before we wrap up, I just kind of want to like put it. Maybe a, that's wrong. Sorry. I want to put a bow on like this whole learning to lose thing. Just because like I'm thinking... 
there must have been I'm guessing I could be totally wrong, but there 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 was there like a low point of like loss and like um pain and and maybe like a like a surrender, like a point where you were just like I'm just I'm done hiding this. Mm. Did that come yeah. from a place of surrender or pain was it almost like i can't do this anymore and then yeah like what was that totally yeah i mean well i i had i had you know like i said earlier i had known since i was a kid that Mm -hmm. that i you know that i was bisexual and that there was something different about me and um yeah it just it it took a while of just like breaking down through layers and layers and layers of of myself and and just learning to love myself radically like in a way that I had never done before and just allow myself space to just like exist and just mm-hmm. be myself and um it got to this point of where you know I was I was leading worship at a church in Hollywood twice a month I was like I don't feel this doesn't feel right like I don't feel invested in this. I don't feel like I belong here. Yeah. And I also feel like if I were truly to be myself and like just express myself in the way that I really am, um I would not be accepted or loved here. And mm. so that kind of sparked like a okay, I really need to reevaluate my priorities of yeah. of, of who I like who I give my energy to. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Because at the end of the day, people, with people like that, it's like, like with all due respect, why would I give my energy to somebody like that? <laughs> who, well, who, let me ask you this. Like, you know, did you yeah. ever try? Try to... Like, tell them and... and, mm, and, and no. You didn't even bother. No. You just knew they would not. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're, when you're on, like, in, in the place that I was at, like, when you're on a worship team at a church and it's like a kind of like a public position within that church, it's like... If somebody even like looks too gay or too feminine or whatever on stage, it's like, oh, we can't have that. Oh, and, they, and they've already like openly said that. Yeah. Oh, there. I mean, there have been plenty of people that. Yeah. It, oh, at, so at this were, church that oh, okay. I was at. So, so you already that, knew it wouldn't have been. Yeah, I knew their stance. Yeah, from from day one. And you just were hiding it. Yeah. The yeah. Whole time. It's, yeah, and it just got to a point where I was just like, you know what, like. I don't need to dim my light for anybody or for any reason, like, especially, especially not in the name of religion. (laughs) You know what I mean? Cause like at the end of the day, that's like, that's just exploiting fear is what it is, you know? So yeah, I just reached a point where I was like, all right, I'm done trying to be someone I'm not. But was there a significant, was there any kind of a bottom or like any kind of a significant, like what, what was, was there any, like, what would you say were like the lowest points mm. of maybe there are none? Oh my God. No, there's plenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, is there a, a, like, yeah. Like I feel like that's something, you know, it's darkest before the dawn for sure type of shit. Like yeah. that's learning to lose. That's a big part of it is like, because yeah. it's, it's through that loss and that pain that, 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 that we're, that's what it takes for us to like finally mold us. Yeah. Get, the, the truth comes in and um, we get, we get to become what we've always been afraid to be. Or how, how would you say what I'm trying to say? I was uh, thinking about something else. What? 
that he's very intelligent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like that exploiting fear. That's a that's a good. That's a very yeah. Uh, Billy's like yeah. The best. I feel like he was kind of getting off on the wrong start, but he's just. I love that he's just honest and and yeah. He no, he's uh, yeah. he really listens. Yeah, that's the thing about him that's dope. Is like I have a. I'm kind of a little bit like crazy, and he's like a able to like really listen you know and he's not just sitting there like waiting to talk he's like listening to you you know yeah but i'm just trying to get out like conversationalist yeah yeah i mean that's the best thing But what were you saying can you say it again well i'm just saying i'm trying to kind of like what's learning to lose i think is kind of like when it's it's darkest before the dawn Hmm. and it's through these dark low points where like we're we think it's like oh i'm we think it's the worst thing ever, but it wasn't until I like lost the music thing where I had enough humility and I was surrendered to a point where I was able to like just experience the things that really mattered in life. And it's like almost like mm. by hitting a bottom, you surrender and then you can finally get that piece. Like there's this Janis Joplin lyric. It's actually a Chris Christopherson wrote the song for Janis Joplin. Okay. It's for it's a, for, from a song called "Me and Bobby McGee," and the lyric is "Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose." Mm. So freedom, it's just another word for nothing left to lose. Mm. So learning to lose, it's like yeah. once we've lost everything, we're free. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of like some Buddhist shit too, like have no attachments. So yeah. now I'm trying to accomplish things while not holding on to them desperately. Mm. And it's hard. It's a hard balance. To, so to, to hard. Do. So basically yeah, kind of what, sure. I'm, what I'm asking is like, w- were there any points in your life that maybe you think were, were like the lowest, darkest, most painful points where, where you actually came out so much better or maybe not? Yeah, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there was, de- there was a moment when, um, that church that I mentioned earlier that I was a part of, um, kind of when I was like making my way out of the church, mm. um, there was, there was a point where I was like, okay, like I'm done with this. Like I, I'm, I'm moving on. Like, and at that point I was actually, I was looking to, for another church. I was going to find another church. Now I'm completely out of the church altogether. But, um, I went from, leading worship on like the main worship team at this church and like writing songs for their worship team and like volunteering three times a week at the church and like that kind of stuff. I went from that to the next Sunday. I just didn't show up and I never came back and literally, literally nobody even cared enough to like call me. Like there was one person from the entire church that texted me and was like, hey, like, are you, like, what, what, what's happening? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Nobody else even cared. Every, like, and I was, like, one of That's the amazing. core members of their, of their worship team at this church. Like, um, so that was just a moment where I was like, wow, okay, these people really don't fucking care. <laughs> hmm. So I need to find some people who do um, and who, like. So that was, like, a painful so yeah, that was probably one of the hardest. So you, you so were in the painful. church. So you were yeah. in this church group while you were in LA. 
Mm-hmm. That yes. was like your first yeah. family yeah. creative. This was before I met Chumba people and okay, like that so whole crew. Real yeah. quick though. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is that that was really hard and that was really painful, but it inspired yeah. you to. Yeah. To kind of push out and just be like, you know what? Like maybe I don't need the church in order to have a healthy spiritual life. So, so you, know? you deciding to leave the church didn't come from any kind of profound experience. It was just something that you sort of came to yeah. the realization that you needed to leave. And then yeah. that was hard. But then that helped you. How did you actually meet Jason? So I met Jason. Do you know Seth Jones? I don't know. He's uh, he's a chumba bunch. He's a DJ producer. He's a great dude. Um, but he was my one of my roommates when Is I first. He like in any of the bands or he's um he's he's a his he has a DJ project called SJ. Um, yeah, you, you'd know him if you saw him. Okay. He's, yeah, but he's so he um, knew Jason. Yeah, so he's known Jason for like four or five years. Um, and Seth was one of my roommates when I first moved out to LA for like the first five months. Um, and he, I think he just brought me to like a, like a 4th of July cookout or something at Chumba. Yeah. Rest is history. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Very glad I met that group of people. Yeah. They're, (laughs) um, yeah, they're a great. That's just, it's like, I mean, you fucking fell into like the perfect, And then you I'm met so Sa- Did you meet Sarah through them too? Yep. Yeah, I met. I met. Yeah. See, Sarah. see, that's how this yeah. works, bro. It's crazy. Like Sarah. Wait, who's Sarah? S- you don't. I don't know if you know Sarah and Sammy. What's they're the just sig- friends. What's the significance? They're you guys are good friends or something? Um, she's a songwriter. Yeah, we're collab. Oh. We collaborate a lot. And, and now, oh. and yeah, and she's very like. I could see her and Harrison like vibing, you know, and it's just like, that's the way networking works. And that's the way like having like a cool community. Uh, yeah. And, I'm seeing yeah. it, dude. I mean, yeah. I really like Jason and Victoria. I don't really know the rest but of the I mean, crew. This, this dude came from, where was it? Uh, Atlanta originally, Atlanta, but not even yeah. really Atlanta. Like yeah. some like John's s- Creek weird spot <laughs> outside of Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. John's Creek. Grew up yep. super religious and was like, Oh, I just want to, um, actually, you know what? It reminds me of this documentary that tall. So tall just recently shout out to tall. Okay. So, but just, there's this, there's this, um, oh, I have these two things I want to say. One is this Dennis Hopper documentary. Okay. So back in the day there was like a crew, you know, like Hunter S Thompson, Dennis Hopper, um, you know, all the different musicians like Jim Morrison and they would all like, they were all kind of Jimi Hendrix and they were all kind of like a part of this, like creative artistic, probably so many others that we never even heard of because they didn't get famous or popular. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like, you know, the Chumba just kind of reminds me of that, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like a place where a bunch of creative people can go. Yeah. And um, network and, and, and it's not even just about like the creative shit. It's about like a way to live your life and a, a way to be and kind. Yeah. 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 And just like a, a, a lifestyle. <clears throat> totally. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Tall said that last, he, he shared our podcast. He said, I love, there's nothing more than I love more than to listen to my friend Pat talk. And he shared the podcast, the last one we did with Jason. Mm. And he said it was like one of his favorite podcasts ever. It was mm. a good one, yeah. But not like just uh, his favorite podcast that we've done. 
like one oh, of his favorite podcast things wow. ever. So it was really cool. And this guy tall is like a really important person um, to me. He's a hmm. kind of like a kid who I grew up with, but he's now like, you know, he, he, he's been through, he was like the friend of all the musicians and like the, the, the dot connector got like, you know, avenged in the studio with like my cam or had the good Charlotte collab with this, you know, and mm-hmm. machine gun Kelly bringing all these people into the palms. He's, uh, you've seen our videos for the palms. I think so. Yeah. So we used yeah. to do all the videos for like but, but, those nightclubs. But and, what does tall do? What is his? He's now the head marketing, creative marketing guy for the Palms, and they had like these clubs. Oh. They had a chaos where Cardi B and Marshmallow, and they were all performing, and he was like helping bring in all these artists, and he's just like this really awesome, uh, bit like really important, um, connected guy in mm-hmm. like Vegas now. But he grew up out here, and he's just um, someone who I respect their opinion, and he just really was giving us props but he hit me up and said you know you gotta watch this dennis hopper documentary so there's this documentary i'm not like i'm trying to find it like did you watch it already no i want to watch it like i don't know if you're Wait, who's dennis hopper though is he the actor guy yeah but he was like apparently like like this og on the scene like he was an actor but he was like more than just that and he was kind of so he's in apocalypse now he's like the camera guy but he's also he was also in um easy riders so easy rider was like a movie that like changed like the culture so do you have you heard of easy rider the movie no i don't think i have wow easy that does show how young you are so <laughs> how, how would you explain easy rider you, you you're the kind of person who would know well no i don't even think i've seen the whole movie all the way through it's like free. Yeah, yeah, it's free. Love. Like they're just these guys riding on their motorcycles across the fucking country hmm. and they're just like smoking weed and they're just cruising. They're, I wouldn't say they're hippies. I wouldn't say that they're like bikers either. They're just like cool dudes and they pick up Jack Nicholson and this is when he's super young and he just like cruises with them and it's just like. You should watch it sometime. I've never sick. watched it all the way through. It's just a great movie and it changed a lot. At the time, and I don't know, Dennis Hopper was just a, a guy who, he was the star of the movie with, with uh, Peter, um, I don't know, I'm like trying to, but we should, I'm going wa- to watch that if you want to watch it. Um, what time is it? It's 12.30. So yeah, thanks for coming. Thank you for and, having um, me. We'll have you on again, hopefully. Like, I, I like to like do... You know, like a lot of the people, DDA and, and, and Jason and Victoria, and um, they've been on multiple times just yeah. because it's a conversation that we're having, you know, yeah. and um, getting and it, to know you sometimes is like the first podcast and then yeah. we can go further. And sure. at some point we, we want to get one more mic. So like you and Jason oh, I, could be oh, both oh, on. By the way, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you knew, but I... I Oh, you didn't know, but I was on my phone for a second while we were here. I bought, while we were doing the podcast, I bought another mic, another mic stand, and two cords, and one of these cloud things. Nice. That's going to be fun. I think having the second mic is yeah. the third mic, fourth mic, fourth because mic. Because we do these <laughs> meetings. I bought all that shit just now Thanks. while we were doing the Thank podcast. You. That's awesome. Yeah, because like we do these meetings, right, and we talk about like Jesus and the Beatitudes and like how Mm -hmm. we should live our life with humility and honesty and courage and faith and 
selflessness and we talk about all that and what it means to us. And then we come, there's like, you know, 10 of us, it's growing. Mm-hmm. Then we can come in here and whoever's feeling like they want to do a podcast, we can do that too afterwards. And that's something we can share with the world. Yeah. I'd also like to start figuring out a way to like live stream the meeting, but, um, can you send Brianna the podcast? I saw her. I did. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. The whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, maybe you can come to the meeting, and then maybe we can do another podcast. You should come to the meeting because sure. you have a, yeah. a real background and all that stuff, and, and, and then the change. And, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Totally. I yeah. would love to come. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Monday nights at 730. All right. I'll be there. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Thank coming. you. Good night, right. everybody. <laughs>